Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Hello, Rory. Paul, it's great to be here. Thank you, my friend. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you care about coaching. You're very involved with coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been doing training for a long time, but you found coaching is even more effective. Uh, I Absolutely. I agree completely. It's it's the tool I highly recommend to folks. I'm very excited about this episode because, mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about this episode last episode. Right. Kind of last episode was kind of a build up to this. And I've been sitting by my um, podcast machine. Waiting for this one to come waiting out. Waiting for this one to come out. <laughs> the whole week. <laughs> <laughs> and, and which is remarkable since you're the guy who puts it on the on the right right it's weird <laughs> but this is where you have a conversation with mike bray right tell mike, us who first who mike is mike bray uh former uh, vp with sprint uh, but he also has his own consulting firm called accelerant and he's just a fascinating guy and so when we talked about the mcgregor uh podcast last week and the mcgregor concepts he actually used that and that those mcgregor concepts were really the you know the launching of his career at, to senior uh, executive level status uh, because he used the McGregor concepts he got much more effective teams and success leaves clues and all of a sudden people saw that hey they you know uh, before you know they would just work for Mike but now people were saying I really want to go to work for Mike so that he was attracting people by using the McGregor model and his coaching model to bring people to his team and his retention you know went down his people stayed longer they stayed with him and then senior executives started to notice that and guess what he continued to get promoted and promoted and promoted and promoted until he became a vice president and literally led thousands of people so he went from a team of about eight when he was first starting with the executive uh, coaching model where they got him a mentor and the mentor said here's the mcgregor article he read it didn't like it uh took it to the hr department said well read this article she read it she goes i think you should do this so, and his his mentor basically said, "I won't work with you if you mm-hmm. don't follow this model." So w- that's what I want everyone to listen for is mm-hmm. kind of how he overcame his reluctance because we hear things all the time and we think, "Oh, mm-hmm. that's not going to work in our situation." Right. It, it's interesting to hear how he overcame that. Right. Not only his internal uh, resistors saying, "You know, can I do this?" Mm-hmm. But will this work in the organization? And but then to have his mentor help push him to that, and his mentor worked with him about a year, and you know he started using the model and recognized that it works, and then really the rest of it's kind of like a snowball. It was really remarkable to see how it went went forward. Okay, well so, here is your conversation with Mike Bray. Thank you very much. Good afternoon, everyone. We're here today with Michael Bray, Bray, Michael Bray with Accelerate Management Consulting Firm. And you have over 30 years' experience with Sprint. Uh, you led a variety of merger and integration systems. There's also strategy and business plan development. And so, and the thing you're going to tell us today is, though, how you increase the trajectory of your career by using the tools you're telling, going to tell us about today. Great. Yeah, okay. sounds good. That's what I love about it. So, Mike, so tell me, tell me you, you, you had a McGregor story. So tell me about the McGregor story and how it impacted your career. Oh, that's a that's a great story, uh, Rory. Uh, so, uh, some twenty some years ago, twenty five years ago, um, I was uh, provided a mentor from from Sprint. They they wanted to uh, to provide me some mentoring and coaching so I could uh, become a better leader. 
and um, the uh, person that they suggested that I uh, that I work with um, was from uh, General Motors. Okay, and um, they they chose this person because I had been trained and uh, was was working on um, facilitating uh, statistical process control mm -hmm. concepts at Deming's Concepts in the company and applying those, um, you know, and teaching others in the company how to use them to mm -hmm. improve their business. And they thought, well, you know, a guy from General Motors, you know, manufacturing company um, would be would be useful for me because they, you know, we'd have a common language we could work with and they could help me from my management perspective. And so his name is Doug Kirshner, mm -hmm. and Doug was a retired um, manager, actually a manager at uh, the Fairfax plant in Kansas City, Missouri for General Motors. And um, so Doug showed up in my office one day uh, and handed me this article. Okay. And he said, uh, I want you to read this article, and I want you to commit to becoming the person in this article. Okay. And the article was entitled McGregor. It was actually written in the 70s, mm -hmm. and it's about a... Uh, a plant manager of an oil refinery. Okay. And I won't get into the story, but um, it was an interesting, an interesting read. It was sort of a satire. Okay. And uh, I, I read the, uh, I read the article, and, and Doug said, you know, read the article, and then I'm going to come back in a week, and we're going to talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, but I want you to commit to become a McGregor. Sure. And so I read the article, and I, I and we met a week later, and and uh, I told him, I said, I, I don't think this makes any sense for me. <laughs> and he said, why not? And I said, well, you know, uh, you know I've, I've been successful thus far because of, of my intelligence, mm -hmm. my education, my experience. Sure. Um, you skill know, sets. Skill sets. As a leader, I think that, uh, you know, you really need to, to lead others by, by showing them the way mm -hmm. and, and not just letting them figure it out on their own. Right. And the McGregor article is all about, you know, asking questions using the Socratic method, if you will. Mm -hmm to lead others to, to the right answers and mm -hmm. let them arrive at those answers themselves. Right. And I said, uh, gosh, if I, if I allow these employees of mine to arrive at their own answers and I just facilitate them by asking questions, what value am I really adding? Am I mm -hmm. going to be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to sprint? Right. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't think that you know, I'm going to be rewarded for that and promoted right. for that. So he said, well, then I won't work with you. And so I went back to the HR department, who's working with me on, on hiring this person, and, and shared the information with them and shared the article with the, the, the lady I was working with in Human Resources. And, and she read it, and she says, well, this is exactly what you need to do. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, help me with this. So <laughs> she did. She, she said, you, you really need to read it again and, and really absorb what the, what the message is here. So okay. I did. And then Doug came back, and, and I committed to do it. I said, okay, I'm going to give it a try. And I did, and it, it took a while. I mean, it was, it was not an easy uh, transformation for me uh, because it really did change my management style. Okay. And, uh, but I was willing to try to, to do that and mm -hmm. willing to learn, and so I worked on it. And, and within a year or so, it started to click. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that I had a small team that worked for me at the time, and I noticed that it, uh, it was really being successful with them because they, it, it enabled me to, to let them shine. Mm -hmm. To let them really show their potential, mm -hmm. uh, their creative creativity mm -hmm. uh, accelerated. Um, they uh, they become much more um, excited mm -hmm. about coming to work, right, and solving problems. Mm -hmm. And I essentially became a coach, right. And I started coaching them. Um, they come to me with issues, 
mm-hmm. and I wouldn't give them the answers. Right. I may know the answer, or I think right. I know the answer. <laughs> we always but, think we know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I had to bite my tongue, and it was hard at sure. times. But the, the whole idea is to, to let them figure out. They, they usually have the answers. They're just afraid to really go down that path, or they're looking for some sort of assurance. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm going to stop just for a second, because that's a great point. I think culturally, and, and correct me if I'm wrong there, culturally we're taught throughout our entire life uh, people telling us what to do. Right. So we get a job, we, we have the same assumptions, people are going to tell us what to do. And then you come in and you've read the McGregor article where he asked lots of questions. He didn't give people the answer. He wanted them to be responsible. He wanted to take, be, be aware. He wanted to take them accountability and that whole process. And so at first, tell me how, it, how your people reacted at first and how long that transition took. Well, that's a great question. So um, it takes a while because at first... They almost don't believe you. They don't, well, they don't trust you. Right. They think it's a game, right? And they, they wonder what are you really up to. <laughs> so you're not you got to work through that. You have to work through it, and it's it's a psychology uh, sure. session basically. Right. And so you're going through some psychological change for both of you, mm-hmm. for both yourself and and the employee. Right. And so they're going to challenge you, mm-hmm. and they're going to refuse initially to uh, to work on it themselves. Right. They really want you to give them the answer. Mm-hmm. They really want you to give it. So they're going to come back and say, well, I really thought about it and come up with any ideas. Right. <laughs> and, 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 and again, one of the things I, I didn't say at the beginning, or as we got into this uh, discussion about McGregor, it's not just about them having the answers. Mm-hmm. It's about them working with their peers mm-hmm. and others around them and their subordinates. Right to come up with the answer as a team. Right. So nobody really has all the answers mm-hmm. themselves. I mean, we may think we do, but we don't. Collectively, so, our IQ is much better together. So the whole idea is to get them to mm-hmm. do the same thing, mm-hmm. to go to their employees right. and start using the same method and, and get them to start providing input to the solution that they're looking for. Right. So anyway, we're talking about um, folks not believing you and how to work in that process. Right, work, work through it. Right. So they... Um, um, they begin to realize that, that this really is a different way of managing, and, and then they, they start to use it themselves. Right. Someone becomes part of their vernacular. They start to pick up on it. Go, right. This is yeah. a good, solid use. This is a yeah. solid way to get other, other people's input mm-hmm. and to, uh, to begin to collaborate on uh, solving problems. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's amazing what happens because um, as that starts to occur and the culture starts to change in the mm-hmm. organization and people realize that that um, people really enjoy adding value. Mm-hmm. And if, if employees are told what to do and right. continuously told, they really don't enjoy their jobs. Right. I mean, you get, you get enjoyment from your career by adding value and, and, and contributing ideas and concepts and showing that you, you really have something more to offer than right. just doing what you're told. Right. You get uh, adults don't like to be told what they're told right. what they to do. They don't need to be what, what you do, what, you're, what I'm hearing you say, if I'm hearing, and correct me if I'm wrong, is you know, before you're, you you do use this technique, you're getting compliance, but now you're getting commitment. Right, and that's the difference. Right, and uh, and after a few months, mm-hmm. um, things really start to change because ideas that weren't coming to the table mm-hmm. are coming to the table. Right, good solutions that were were being buried in the organization because they weren't they were afraid to share them before. Not necessarily afraid, but they just didn't think they'd be valued. Mm. So it was almost they like they might not be heard. They might be heard, and it's not worth the effort. Mm. You know, I have a great idea, but nobody will listen to me, so I, I'm just going to sit on it and, mm-hmm. and, and just wait to be told. I'm, you know, nobody's going to nobody's going to take my idea and run with it, right? Because um, 
you know, and I, and I don't want them to to uh, dismiss my idea mm-hmm. because they'll just be dismissive. Right. You know, I'm, I've heard managers approach employees, and I've even done it in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, not necessarily in this way, but in one way or another, say, you know, I really don't need your ideas. I just need you to do what I tell you to do. Right. We got to get this done. Just do what I tell you. Right. And and then everything will work out just fine. And in some emergency situations, you got to do that. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Sometimes you got to say in an emergency, I want you to call nine one one right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to discuss it. You got to call nine one one. Exactly. But there's other times when we can have the discussion. Okay, if there was an emergency, how do we work through this? Yeah. In most business situations, you're not in the command and control environment. Right. If you're in a command and control environment, it's totally different. Right. But we're not in the business world for the most right. part. Sometimes we are, but for the most part we're not. Right. And so there's a time for command and control, and there's a time for creativity and, and allowing people to really show what they can do. And, and that's that's what I call the art and science of coaching. The science is this is you've got to ask questions and get people involved. The sci- or that you know the science is you got to ask questions and get people involved. That's that's the methodology. Right. But the art is when to do it. And, it, and with who and what situations, that's where I think people become masters at, at, and, at coaching. And to be honest with you, some people can't don't make the cut. Right. So as you start to implement the McGregor approach, mm-hmm. um, as I call it, the McGregor method, Right. Um, some people don't like it. Right. They, they want to work in an environment where it's more command and control. Right. They, uh, they want to be told what to do. They want to work, say, eight to five, right. whatever, uh, however you want to... Um, you know, describe it. And just tell me to do this and I'll do this. Yeah. And so uh, they don't make the cut and they leave. Mm-hmm. They go somewhere else. Right. Uh, I will tell you that most people aren't like that. Right. And it doesn't matter what level they're at. Right. I mean, you can have, I've had non-exempt employees that I've worked with at this level mm-hmm. and uh, and they've blossomed. You know, people on the phones, customer mm-hmm. care, who just answer the phones, you know, all day long and right. work on customer issues. Right. And are what... Uh, appears to be a very command and control environment but mm-hmm. but actually if you start asking them what they think we ought to do to improve the operations of the business they're full of ideas because they talk to customers all day long that's right and the customers know what they want mm-hmm. and want know what they need mm-hmm. and um, and when you start to to uh, empower them mm-hmm. to communicate with you their ideas and what they've learned by communicating with customers right it's amazing what can happen right I mean problem real problems start to get solved right and uh, and so I always told employees as I, as I implement the McGregor method mm-hmm. wherever I am and in the various departments that I run as you right. mentioned at, at Sprint um, I always use the same approach to start working with a new team that I, that I inherit and um, you know what I always tell them at the beginning of my um, tenure with this team mm-hmm. is I work for you you don't work for me mm-hmm. my job is to help you mm-hmm. be successful in your job right and and they again they don't believe me when I say that mm-hmm. you know they think it's a bunch of BS mm-hmm. but uh, I have to prove to them that that's indeed my intent mm-hmm. and McGregor's the approach I use to get there. Yeah, I you know, I did a wrote a book uh, entitled My Best Boss Ever and you asked the guy he said who's the best boss you worked for and he said my best boss was more interested in promoting me than promoting himself. Yeah, and that's the, that's what you're talking about that that concept. That you idea. know, there's no end to what you can accomplish if you don't mind who gets the credit. Bingo, exactly right. Yeah. So, so you started this process, and so how long did Doug uh, Kirshner work with you then after that? Uh, Doug worked with me for about a year. Okay. Yeah. And then it wasn't very long, and then and then I moved on on my own. And actually, um, I never saw Doug again much after that. So, okay. um, he didn't work with anybody else in the organization that I know of. And sure. Yeah. 
So then, but how did he change the trajectory of your career? Oh, so you were, you know, up to that point, you're probably getting promotions. Sure. But, but how did this, how did this approach change using this approach, using this coaching model that you didn't know at the time was a coaching model. You just trying to emulate the McGregor story and the McGregor article by asking questions. But what did it do to your career? Uh, my career took off after that. Wow. So, so, um, it really accelerated my promotions, hmm. and, uh, and and I think it's because management saw a change in me and style, and plus, people actually wanted to come work for me. Hmm. So the turnover in my organization was lower. Right. Um, people left the organization and um, and started applying the approach hmm. in other parts of the company, and people would ask them, you know, where did you, you learn this? Right. You know, oh, oh Mike. Like great, mm-hmm. you know, I used to work for him. This is the way he manages. And mm-hmm. So the word kind of got out, and then mm-hmm. you know, executive management um, um, approached me and, and noticed it, and you know, that's what they wanted. I mean, they were grooming me for right. for more success and right. more leadership position, and so they noticed that, and so they gave me more responsibility. Mm-hmm. And uh, I eventually you know, took on larger and larger teams. And at one point in time, I was managing you know over ten thousand employees. Wow, um, and uh, and so that was. Um, it was rewarding for me to have the influence mm-hmm. uh, of that magnitude, um, but the method always worked wherever I went. It didn't, didn't matter what organization, how big the organization was or how small, right. how, quote, intelligent the employees were or not, right. you know, how well-educated they were. It didn't matter. Right. Um, it works with anybody. Right. And it's just, it just asking questions. Getting involved and doing the the coaching model in that, in that yeah, process. Yeah, it, I mean the question is it's it's, it's um, like I said it's a Socratic method, so you have to right, ask the right questions at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, let them come to their conclusions, mm-hmm. um, and you know I mean they will they will maybe mention a, a suggestion or an answer right that to the solution, and um, and you'll and they'll say is this the right answer? And like I said, is this a guessing game? Right. And you'll just say, well, I don't know. What do you think? Right. And uh, what do your peers think? Mm-hmm. Or um, let's you know maybe you should give it a try, mm-hmm. and uh, don't be afraid to fail. Right. Because if it doesn't work, you can adjust it. Right. And then we can come back and discuss it. I always like to ask the question when they bring it up is to say, okay, on a scale of one to ten, what's your confidence level? Ten being great, very confident. One being not very confident at all. Where, with this process and this idea you just brought to to us uh, that you're thinking about, what's your confidence level? What's your gut tell you? Yeah. And they'll tell me a number, and they'll say, okay, is that strong enough for you to place a bet on this going forward? And that really helps the discussion in there, too. Exactly, exactly. So uh, that is absolutely true. So any any closing thoughts for, you know, if you were to, to recommend one tip for a, an up-and-coming manager out there to say they want to improve their career, what's that one thing you would tell them to do? Don't be afraid to enable those around you to succeed mm-hmm. and contribute. Right. Their ideas. Because they always have... They have great ideas. Absolutely. And many and times so much you, better than ours. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. We don't have all the answers. Right. And, I mean, we may think we do, but we don't. And and so um, people are, are working for you and around you, mm-hmm. with you, for a reason. Right. Um, and in most most situations, you can't solve problems by yourself. Mm-hmm. You need another person. Right. You know, you have to be collaborative. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's just life. Right. You know, I mean, life is that way. And so... Um, Making sure that they're they're aware that those others are aware that you value their input mm-hmm. and are willing to listen mm-hmm. um, and 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 evaluate their their input and con- and consider it right is uh, worth its weight in gold. That's right. I, I agree completely. Mike, I can actually thank you enough for this great story. I love that, and I love what uh, the McGregor story 
and how Doug Kirshner's impact for you being, a co they were both coaches. McGregor was a coach for you with how to do the process. Doug Kirshner was a coach on how to do the process. And then how it made the change, it changed the trajectory of your entire life. Yes, absolutely. That, that learning that model and having that coach change your trajectory. Because you, do you think you would have ever managed as many as 10,000 people after that, if, if you had never changed that, if you'd still been using the old command and control approach to management? I absolutely not. I don't think I'd been anywhere you know, you successful. You got that promotions? No, no, there's yeah. no way. And, and that's the thing I love about that story too, is success leaves clues. Um, you started using this, uh, the management team saw that your retention rate improved, people stayed, they wanted to go work for you. Uh, they were saying, hey, this is the guy to work for. And then, you know, you didn't ask after a promotion, they came seeking you out, hey, what's the next level we can go, right? Yeah. One of the most telling stories um, that I have about the, about the method and approaching it was uh, some feedback I got received from the COO of the company um, years ago, and that was, uh, we were playing golf one day, and uh, he said, you know, Bray, you're, you're not that smart. And I said, okay, where are we going with this? <laughs> he says, uh, you know, you don't have all the answers. Right. But you surround yourself with good people who do. Mm -hmm. And I looked at him and I said, uh, well, isn't that what a good manager is supposed to do? Because mm -hmm. he's right. I'm, oh, I'm not the right. most intelligent person on earth. Yeah, you yeah. weren't offended. No, I was not offended. I, I mean, I wasn't sure where he was going at the beginning of the, right. of the comment. But, right. but I'm not sure he understood it, though. Mm. I'm not sure he understood that I was proud of not being the smartest guy in the room mm. and not having all the answers when I was asked. Mm -hmm. But I had a team of people that I could turn to who knew the answers, who right. were the subject matter experts, who I had empowered to solve the problems. And you bring up a great point there. I see a lot of senior executives thinking that people get, managers get paid for what they do. And that is wrong. They don't get paid for what they do. They get paid for what they get their team to do. That's what they get paid to do. Right. And so I think that's the that's a, a, a complete distinction and a complete difference. So uh, I cannot uh, I cannot say thank you enough for the for your time to do this. Great insight, great information, and I know this helps just tons of people because I teach it all the time, and I just see the tremendous impact this con these concepts make. So thank you for your time. Well, Rory, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to, to speak with you about it. Absolutely. That was your conversation <laughs> with Mike Bray. Very it, interesting. It's it's a great conversation, and and I I love talking to him because he's you know he's such a positive guy, and he's done so many interesting things in his career, and to see the success that he had from using this model is truly remarkable, and that's why I want that's why I'm kind of the uh, the evangelist for this uh, is to to tell people hey, well you know who else has done a great job of this is you Rory Roland. <laughs> How can people get a hold of you? <laughs> Thank you, Paul. But yeah, they can get a hold of me at uh, RoryRoland.com. Mm -hmm. uh, it's another way to do that. Also, I have a learning management system that I've just released. It's a 52-week program for managers, and I'll give a free one to a uh, to a company. Uh, you know, if they have a real interest in learning about it, and so that is CoachingManager.University, and they can just reach out to us, and we'll give them a free seat. Okay, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRowland.com.